0: Hello everyone and welcome to the ninth episode of the Overtime Podcast. I'm Isaac Tate. I can't believe it's been nine episodes since we first started this podcast. Uh so let's get started this week in the locker room. Uh, Not much happening in sports again right now, but the governor of Arizona stated on Tuesday that the state can start to open back up professional sports on Saturday, which is the 16th. Um, And I also saw today that Auburn and West Virginia's presidents, uh, the presidents of their university, are hoping to for sure play football this fall. So that's really cool to see. Uh, This week's Friends of the Podcast is – First off, Matthew Hicks. Matthew is a creative arts pastor at Southern Hills and was featured on episode five. Matthew's episode on live streaming is currently number one for most plays on the Overtime Podcast, so go Matthew. Uh, But the competition isn't just brewing for the number one spot. Tucker Music and Trey Gas, also known by their team name Trucker, are competing for who has the most plays for their episodes. So for the next 24 hours, head over to my Instagram, uh, if you're not listening to this uh, by, I think, Friday night, um, it won't be up. But if you're listening to it before Friday night, uh, head over to my Instagram, which is the isaac tate is the username, and vote on my story who you think should have the most plays. Uh, this week on my playlist, uh, I haven't heard any new music, but I recently updated my playlist on Apple Music. Um, you can find the link to it also on my Instagram page, and again, that's the Isaac Tate. Uh, it should be a link in the bio. Um, it is seven and a half hours long, so it's just an awesome playlist to listen to, to have in the background while you're working or cleaning or just taking a walk. So be sure to give that a listen. Now let's hear our verse of the podcast. Okay today's verse of the podcast comes out of Matthew 20 verses 27 through 28. It says, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Matthew 20, 27 through 28.
1: Welcome to the halftime show. I need a break from the game.
0: today we'll be hearing from trey gas trey is the high school pastor at southern hills and the church at city station and he is also a foster parent uh so trey you've already been on episode so uh, you want to give a brief introduction again
1: Yeah, I was on episode one, so pumped to be back, and I hope that this gets more plays than Tucker Music, who is the junior high pastor at Southern Hills. That way, I can rub it in his face. So, if you guys will help that and boost this podcast, that would help myself, and it also help Isaac as well.
0: All right. So, start off. Can you explain what fostering
1: is? So, what a foster parent is is basically, um, if if you've ever heard of like abuse or um, neglect or crimes that happen against children, um, the state cannot place children back in the care of the parents. And so they have to have a place for the children to go. And so they enter what's called the foster care, which is basically is a um, general view for somebody that cares for other people's children. And so um, basically we you go through all this training, you have to do classes, and you have to be background checked and drug tested and all this fun stuff. But then um, once all that's complete, you Um, basically become an open home. And then when a child is basically um, pulled from a home, you then um, they'll call you and be like, Hey, we have a child for you if you want. All right. That's awesome.
0: So at what point did you and your wife decide to become foster parents?
1: Um, We became emergency foster parents, which is a little bit different. So basically an emergency foster parent is like a crisis happens. And so they have to pull a kid um, immediately and then they placed them with a close known relative or friend. And so that happened to us um, almost almost two years ago, um, probably, probably about a year and a half ago. And so it was only for 60 days. But um, once that kind of happened, we were introduced to the whole foster care system. And my wife and I felt like we could really, really help um, some children in our area and some families as they um, try to unite and try to grow. And so that, that kind of that emergency placement got us introduced to it and kind of made us go, Hey, you know what? We can do this. And then that's when we officially started the training to help um, just in general.
0: That's awesome. I know that there are several families in our church that are foster parents, but those of us who don't get to see what happens at home, uh, like including me, like we don't see what happens at home very much. So what's been the most challenging part of fostering?
1: Um, the, uh, that's a, that's a good, good question, Mr. Tate. Um, the toughest part is obviously the, the children. And so they come from a home where there's not a lot of structure and they've been neglected and sometimes they've been abused. And so um, they aren't exactly normal children. And so they have very big behavior issues, medical problems. Um, and so they can be very, very tough. But also just the whole system of like, um, you know, you have to go to court, you have to do all these things. Um, not just care for children. There's uh, more to it than that. You have to attend meetings and all this stuff. And so um, it's a very big, big time commitment as well.
0: Awesome. So now on the other hand, what is the most rewarding part of fostering?
1: Definitely the children, um, doing what we can to help uh, little children in our area, um, no matter how many sleepless nights I get, or crazy things that happen, it's just like, hey, you know what? We're putting these children in a safe environment, so that's what keeps us going.
0: Awesome! So, what are some things that you've learned since you started fostering?
1: Um, I didn't realize how much I disliked getting bit, um, and so I got bit by like a two year old, and I was like, what the heck is this? And so, um, but a little, little funny, but um, the I don't know, there's, there's, it's just, I've learned how impatient I am and just how much as a human being I have to grow in just all different types of life.
0: Awesome. So what is some advice that someone gave you that has made fostering easier or more doable for you and your life?
1: Um, take it day by day. I know that sounds um, difficult, sounds kind of lame, but um, with the whole nature of it, there's always... Um, things up in the air children can be with you for a week they could be with you for a year like it's just it's so all over the place that you just don't know and so the whole take it day by day um it's just it's just how we kind of live our life you know
0: yeah two weeks ago uh right before the start of the pandemic the 912 student ministry held a shoe drive uh as a part of our student-led yes. series called difference makers and so the the shoe drives mission was to put a pair of shoes on every child in the foster care system for Carroll County. Uh, and we didn't reach our goal, but we did get over halfway. And I think it was, you said, over $4,000 worth of shoes?
1: Yeah. And so we had people donate about 100 pairs of shoes. Um, and then we also had people donate um, about probably close to $900. So if you factor in all of the shoes that were bought, um, and the average shoe price is like 40 bucks, So that's about... $4,000 plus the 900 we got puts us pretty close to $5,000 worth of money and shoes raged.
0: Awesome. So more on the spiritual side, how has fostering affected your relationship with Christ?
1: Um, for a long time, you know how in the Bible it describes um, God as our father. And, um, I, I, you know, we always like, you know, we, we always say we get that, but once you actually become a father it puts it in a different perspective because you have to sacrifice day in and day out and so to realize that's what God does for us day in and day out has put it into perspective and then also um how much grace he has because I mean I get so frustrated when the kids you know bite and kick and do you know throw things and stuff like that but it's like God has that same love and affection for us so it's really put that in perspective for me
0: awesome So last question, Trey, what would you say to someone that's considering to start in the foster system or start uh, fostering kids that are in the foster system?
1: Um, It is definitely not for the faint of heart, but it is definitely extremely rewarding. I would tell anybody, not anybody, that's not true. I would tell most people to do it because one, you're doing a good deed, but two, it'll teach you so much about yourself and about your relationship with Jesus. And um, yeah, you just grow immensely in it. So
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing about fostering Trey and how it's uh, affected you and your wife's life. Um, you want to share like an Instagram or something people can reach out to? You.
1: Yeah, um, there's not a lot of us. Um, there's not a lot of Trey gases in the world. Actually, fun fact, one time um, as a joke, I was sitting on the toilet one day and so I was bored. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to Facebook message all the other Trey Gasses in the world. So um, there's four of us. One of us is in prison. One of them's me. The other one, li- one lives in Florida and one is a pastor in um, Ohio. And so I uh, Facebook messaged the one in Florida and the one in Ohio. They never messaged me back. I thought that was pretty cool. But um, yeah, so you can pretty much find me as Trey Gass on any form of social media. So Awesome. Well, thank you, Trey. Awesome. Isaac, you're doing a great job, man. And I hope that um, people are growing because of this podcast.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you again, Trey Gass, for joining the Overtime Podcast today. If you'd like to contact us, that email is listentovertimepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and be sure to be on the lookout for next week's episode. Have a great rest of your week.